Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. Man, it's good to be back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you were in the room last night. I was in the room. I was in the room where it happened. Um, yeah, no, it... That was not a good joke. Sorry. You were here. I was here. And I was You're listening. You're just doing really important other work. I was not doing other important work. You were, was, you, well, you were working. I got kicked out of my chair by Blake. Well, That's right. He was like, move over. I'm preaching. He did a good job. He did. He did a good job. Yep. He did, didn't yep, he? He did a good job. That was, that was good. I had not heard. I told him I, I really loved the um, Colossians passage mm-hmm. where he unpacked it. Like, man, that you could teach discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like that could be the core of your entire sermon is unpacking the different pieces of discipleship through that passage. I really like that. That's good. And apparently he has had several people ask him to help them with their cast iron. Yes, stuff. <laughs> I heard that too. So uh, uh, I need you to help bad. me season this bad that's a boy. Little bit like yeah. who was it? Who was the pie? Was that was that Casey downtown? Yeah, who yeah. always managed, who always would work in the fact that he loves pies into his sermons. Cobbler, because, cobbler, cobbler. That's right. <laughs> but yes, because he knew that if he mentioned it, people people would, would do it. People would do it. He would have cobbler in the office for <laughs> oh days. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I have oh. been negligent on my. Uh, what do, you, what do you what do you call that, uh, John, John? That would not be good for us. Product placement. <laughs> product <or> placement. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I want pies. Brownies, probably. But, uh, <laughs> so to all 12 of our listeners. <laughs> exactly right. Know, good brownie li- recipe. Um, no, it's fine. Um, That's one of those things, though. Like, I've got so many things that I just really love. But really, I like it the way that mom made it. You know? Yeah. I don't really. Miss Jane, if you're listening. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she knows. Johnny wants She it. knows. Johnny wants a brownie. <laughs> Um, wow. I was about to go off on a whole Sorry, other tangent about other. brownies now. Sorry. That's, yeah. No, we're not doing that. That's not what we're here for. Uh, not not so at we, all. So we've, we've, we've done the three pillars. We've done devotion, mm-hmm. hospitality, and discipleship. And yep. And yeah. Now, and, and spend all of the time on them that we need to because right, we, exactly. uh, we, we don't need to go over until those next at all. year. <laughs> until ever next again, year. Yeah, until, well, no, until next year. Yeah. Until we'll next year. We just have a little refresher. Or we just <sighs> weave it into all kinds of sermons and teachings throughout the whole and year. Our, and everything that we do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That makes this sense. I mean, so hopefully. But I like where we're like the shift now. And I say shift, it's just kind of the next step is talking mm-hmm. about prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about kind of stepping from our pillars into prayer and kind of how, where your brain goes when you're teaching through that? When you're teaching through prayer, Chris? Yeah, exactly. Um, that's going to be a, the, the it's a little bit of it as a transition um, as we're moving towards a capital campaign conversation mm-hmm. is, is step one for any big endeavor that that is kind of a, I don't know a standalone a project is to submit to God and to submit that project to Him and so part of it is <clears throat> we just be need to be reminded about prayer and our utter dependence on God and um, it's kind of weird for me capital campaigns are weird because you know building I consider building one of the least important things that we do as a church I mean I, like. You know, Sunday to Sunday worship and the different ways we worship, giving and leading and teaching and serving and singing. And um, all of those are at the eternal level more important than building. And yet 
to build something like this, to do a project like this is a big deal. I mean, it, it requires a lot of attention and a lot of focus and a lot of strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it requires everybody in the church to kind of come together and make mm-hmm. it happen. So there's yeah. a lot of positives and cool things about it, but I always get, I always have this mixed, these mixed emotions of that. We're not here to build. Mm-hmm. We're, we're here to worship and equip, um, we're here to live, teach, and tell. We're here to make disciples and be hospitable and you know devote ourselves to what God's called us to do. And so we build when we feel like we're being <laughs> hindered or, or handicapped or there's a barrier to some of those things because of mm-hmm. a building issue. Yeah. And so um, buildings are always secondary or even tertiary to the to the to what we do. Mm. It's almost like we have this purpose and then we have the programs and then we have these, like, okay, we've got some buildings. And yet I don't ever want to minimize the significance of people being involved as a church in building something. It's cool and exciting and mm, can an be fun. And, exercise in faith. Right. Mm. And all of those aspects. So for me, it's important for me to center, uh, realign, refocus, re all those different things on on who Christ is as Lord and Savior, but also obviously, you know, King and author and creator. So anyway, prayer, I think, is just a good reminder. We we do a prayer conversation like this about every other year anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um part of that is discipline and I'll be I will be confessing <laughs> in the sermon that yeah. that's not my uh, you know it, it, I'm, it my strength is not prayer. I'm looking forward to the day that you don't have to say that anymore. I am too. And I've been I I mean I'm better off. I'm doing I I don't feel like it's quite the void that it has been at other times. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like God has brought me along a long way, but yeah. um, I still consider it where I am most likely to miss, not just miss the mark, like yeah. miss the path, I guess yeah. would be a better way to even say it. Yeah. Um, that I that I know I'm not walking the path the way has been modeled for me. So mm-hmm. actually the way we're going to do, the way I'm going to do this sermon is just read three or four of the big prayers. That was going to uh, be my Old next, Testament. That was going to be my next question. Um, and then Paul's going to take the prayers of Jesus the next week. Okay. For 35 minutes, prayers of Jesus go. <laughs> exactly. So this is going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, you, I mean, we're not going to have any music. We're just going <laughs> to, I mean, an hour and 15 minutes of us talking about the prayers. reading scripture. Okay. I was just thankful wow. that he, that Chris let me choose the prayers of Jesus because mm-hmm. the concept of like choosing. To highlight prayers from the Bible, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah. a bigger, all, all the others, all the others. I yeah. was like, at least I got a little narrow target to, yeah, to aim at. So, yeah, I've got my main ones. Uh, let me pull it up. There it is. The main ones I'm looking at. Uh, Moses. Um, Elijah. Um. Moses again, uh, David, and yeah. Can I, have a, I I have a quick question. When you when you Mary. when you come to a, a passage or not a passage to a a themed uh, talk on prayer like this, are you weaving different things together, or do you think one thing like, okay, I'm going to talk about what is prayer or how to pray? Or what is the significance of this for you? How, how do you like? Yeah. Because there's a, there's a, I know that there's a lot of things in a themed talk. Yes. 
Um, it it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. In this case, I just went to the prayers themselves and okay pasted them into the notes and then started reading through them and looking for what what I thought their the message of the prayers themselves okay. was to us. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at the way that these prayers reveal like the prayers to God from these people reveals the character of God as they saw him. Mm. And so how did Moses see God and how did Jonah see God and how did Mary see God? So that's going to be part of it. And then, mm-hmm. and then the next, then we'll talk about the prayers of Jesus. And then the next week will be the the true transition week beginning of February of, okay. And then we're going to go, but we're going to look at Nehemiah's prayer as we work towards Nehemiah and talk about the idea of pledging ourselves to work, to pledging ourselves to what God is doing. Mm. And uh, because the, the idea of a pledge, you know, I I don't, I don't know how common that is in Baptist churches or whatever. I don't, I really have no clue. Um, But in the United, in the, excuse me, in the Congregational Methodist Church that I grew up in, they did pledges every year. And it was a, the big deal to my every, every every year every year they did it for missions giving for yeah missions okay. giving and so a church of a couple hundred people maybe yeah most years gave a hundred thousand dollars or more yeah. in missions giving and I grew up they the way they did it I mean it was a it was one of their annual deals and I but I, even like the verbiage of pledge it was yeah it was John did you experience pledge did you experience that much growing up Baptist no. um, we did we did different capital campaigns and stuff like that, but we didn't, um, we didn't talk a whole lot about pledging. Mm. Um, That's really cool, Chris, like growing up, hearing that every year and then just being a part of, well, this is what we do as, as the church. And, and part of what the, the way they did it, and I I don't know how to make this happen because they did it every year and it'd be weird. Like we could literally almost like now do a Sunday for pledging for the this build that you know the the student that the children's uh, no grade school building, I was trying to think of the campaign name City on a Hill City on a Hill and and like because it's been three years and it's kind of just now been the what has it been the three years since the I guess since mm-hmm. the pledge it has been, but the fact that we did it every year was interesting to have people say, here's here's how God provided for the pledge, and I was hearing these faith stories of people saying I I gave. I, we, you know, my wife and I prayed, we each wrote down a, a number after praying and we came together and we showed the numbers and they were the same number or they weren't the same number. And we continued to pray and fast mm-hmm. and, and think about it till they were, or all these different things. Well, it just turned into, uh, you know, let's, and then, and then at the end they get a number and then the next year they would tell the stories of okay, here's the ridiculous number that God put on both our hearts that made no sense, that we had no ability to do this. And then here's and where then God here's came how he through. Provided. And yeah. that's that's what I want people to learn is, I don't want this to be a pick, pick a number or, you know, what do you feel or or what makes sense with your budget or... Yeah. I'd rather it be... I mean, I don't want to tell people how to do it, but I, I loved that part of it. It just was a faith builder. And if... if you know, if, if somebody pledges some money and then that money does not appear somehow, well, either either they heard God wrong or God had a different lesson for them or God didn't give them the money to give. Mm-hmm. Like it's, uh, that's, I just, I just thought it was very powerful growing up to experience that idea. 
And I know some churches do and some churches don't do some of that with campaigns like this. And that's yeah, such a different ask. I was going to say that's such a different yeah. ask, even coming from the pulpit is saying like, Hey, I need money. I need money. Or no, Hey, we really want you to experience the Lord's faithfulness and to have right. these stories in your life. Yeah. And yeah. That, that seems a lot easier to sell as somebody who's not a natural fundraiser. Oh yeah. Like that, that makes me more excited. Asking yeah. somebody just for money does not make me excited. <laughs> not even a little not bit. Not even yeah. a little bit. But we I mean, also like, you know, the church that I grew up in was in debt whenever we first came to the church by a lot. And so we we had a big building. Um, it was, I mean, we talked about it before. I don't know if it was on this podcast or a different one. I told you that I went back there, right? And it it is just as long as I remember it. It wasn't just Wait, your kid brain. It, it wasn't was like, just my kid brain. What was the hall? There was like a hallway. Yeah, that the you hall, said? It's it's one long hallway. It doesn't have like, like football field other thing. hallways. <laughs> it has one long hallway, and it is huge. That's wild. Um, but anyway, uh, we had a big building, but they were in debt, and or we were in debt. So uh, most of most of what we did in terms of raising money was actually trying to mm-hmm, get out of off. debt. Well, but I mean, you know, it, it's stuff like that is any, any time, like it's such a hard thing because it's so scary for most people, yeah. finances. I mean, marriages, uh, usually have serious trouble because of what Chris? Oh, what are the yeah family, sex and money? Yeah. Those are the three things that bring most of them down. Right. So m- money is, is one of those <coughs> Top fears, you know, um, inside of uh, a married couple or a, any kind of family. I, I shouldn't say married couple. It's any family. Um, and it's just one of those hard things to be like, yes, I understand that this is really scary to talk about giving more. Right. And I don't know how to tell you, like, it. I don't know how to tell you that's the wrong way to put it. Um, it is actually beneficial. It is actually going to, uh, mm. yeah, yep. make a difference. Not, mm-hmm. not just in your, um, you know, you may not get Starbucks as often as mm-hmm. you want to, or whatever, mm-hmm. as often as you want to. Um, but it will push you further into your relationship with mm-hmm. God. And and I love that the return on that investment, even though it's not necessarily what the world would consider as like, okay, well, I'm going to invest this and I'm going to get all this money back into my pocket. I feel like to your point, Paul, an easier sell is like, hey, these are resources that we've already been, we've been given and the Lord is making it, you know, clear from what we can tell that he's doing something here and we want to be faithful to steward that. And this is, this is not only investing your money in something that's okay. This is a a sound project, but it's also in the lives and the mission of equipping the next generation. And I think that's, what's cool. Yeah. Cause I totally get what you're saying, John. It's like, especially the, I, I I feel it. And just like the, Mm -hmm. I have this money, it's my money. You know, mm-hmm. and I want right. to be a good steward of it. And so, but a lot of times I find that I'm really holding on to it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And kind of even what we, and Blake 
talked about with discipleship, the idea of investing in the eternal mm-hmm. um, and, and with friendships and with discipleship and relationships, like there, there is that aspect of, no, this is an investment that doesn't just, you know, stop here, but right. it, it continues on for his glory and his ultimate fulfillment of glory. And yeah, that idea of like how much, how much even of our own money have we been entrusted with from the Lord that then we steward into temporary things mm, versus yeah, eternal things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was what, you know, we, and recently we, we, our family bought a car and, uh, and another family was, you know, again, celebrating, Oh yeah, it's so nice to have a new car when we went over their house and they saw it. And, and then it's like, and they was asking that like, doesn't it just really feel fun to have a new car? And I was like, except for paying for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Where'd all of this, that like, money go? Yes. And, and, and again, I'm not, I'm not making any kind of statement on, on cars or what type of car right. you need to buy or whatever it is. But it, there is a sense that I always feel like, and I, and I think I just inherited it from my father of there's the sense of like, yep, I could have, I could keep this money. It could be in a bank account or I could spend it on a bass boat or I could give it away to something that's eternal. And, and there, there is a notable difference between those choices. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not like one's wrong. Um, but it's, it, it is following the sto- you know, story of the Lord. And I'd say, but mm-hmm. what is wrong is when you don't, participate in anything mm. in the internal with your money. Right. Um, cause that clearly is something uh, clearly is something that he has stated and offered mm. as a participation in his kingdom work. So man, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, like you said, Chris, getting our hearts in the, in the right place and, and, you know, submitting not just money, right. You know, but ourselves to, um, the work that God has for us this year. I mean, that's, you know, anytime you start a new year, yeah, that's yep. a good, that's a good reminder. And, and that we need to be, uh, um, prepared for yep. what he's going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>